Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover story is about how the once flourishing jet airways has been steadily losing its course over the last few years. It will stare at a loss of about 2000 odd crore rupees this year. Its subsidiary Jet Light is doing even poorly. What does all of this mean to Naresh Goel, its uh, celebrated founder? And to talk about all of this is the cover story author and senior associate editor Kuku Paul. Hi Kuku, how are you doing? Hi Abhishek, I'm very happy to be on your show again. Thanks a lot and it's apt that you keep writing these stories. One reason is that well you you know how to fly a Piper Super Club, a two seat monoplane is what I read on your Forbes India blog page. You do know a thing or two about aviation not just sitting in the office and writing about them but to handle what is it called? Is it called a steering? Is it that little cockpit? <laughs> yeah, but that used to be a long time ago, Abhishek. But the sector is interesting and the dynamics right. of the sector are interesting and there's a lot happening all the time. And mm. there is a lot of reader interest. And that's the reason we keep doing aviation stories. Absolutely. And one big one that your cover points at is not just that Jet Airways is not doing well, but it has been losing its track since 2007, 2008. Can you briefly explain what's wrong with this company? What ails it? It has been making losses steadily almost from the time that the low-cost airlines began their ascent, if I can call it that, on the Indian landscape. As you would know, Abhishek Jet is a spectacular airline brand that Narish Goel built. I mean, the envy of many global airlines at one time when he was building it, everybody loved it, great service and so on. But it has not been able to stand up to a series of changes that happened in the environment. And the biggest of these was the coming of the low-cost airlines, which changed the dynamics of the uh, industry completely. And uh, Jet was a full-service network carrier, and then these people started taking traffic away. It tried to transform itself or a part of it to a low-cost form, and it launched Jet Connect, and it tried to transform a airline that it bought. It bought Sahara Airlines, and that was branded as Jet Light. So these two arms, it tried to face up to the challenge of the low-cost airlines, but it never worked. And that, in a nutshell, is is <laughs> the prime reason. Is Kingfisher also adds to the equation back in the mid or late 2000s when it was a formidable competitor to Jet Airways, and both of them perhaps to outdo each other, kept coming up with schemes which would not have been sustainable. Kingfisher is almost buried. Jet is going in that direction, unless, of course, Mr. Naresh Goel does something to pull it back. Would that be the reason? Two very popular, successful businessmen, entrepreneurs, went at each other when there was nobody else to compete with at that time. Uh, yes, Abhishek, Kingfisher and Jet and the rivalry there would certainly have been a contributory factor. And we have a interesting graphic in our edition this time on how similar both these entrepreneurs are. Outwardly, one would think that Naresh Goel is you know, low profile and very focused on the aviation business, whereas Malia is a much more larger-than-life figure. So they look like very different entrepreneurs. But in terms of the way they ran their airlines, there are many parallels. And you could in fact argue that uh, they both did each other in because they competed fiercely in order both made acquisitions just because they wanted to finish each other off and one was Kingfisher 
buying air dettons malaya wanted those rights to fly abroad and compete with jets and also get that market international travelers and jet airways goyal bought sahara which was a 2000 crore acquisition that he was unable to digest and they competed hugely you know they ordered aircraft and domestically they competed internationally they made huge bets with didn't come off in both cases jet buying at 30 aircraft at 40s 777s and and betting hugely on a foreign expansion which proved to be extremely expensive and which unraveled and is still unraveling as we speak right but kuku at the same time any airline company knows or as big as jet for instance that it will face losses given that it has such a huge fleet so hence the cost of equipment or the fuel and then the rupee depreciation and the effect of all of this multiplies in companies which are bigger than others should jet be worried abhishek he has to be worried and he is very very worried because airlines as you say the capacity to make losses with a 100 uh, aircraft is huge the capacity to burn through cash and you've seen that in 2013 14 where jet has consistently made losses and at one quarter it had lost 1000 uh, crores so when you're burning through that kind of cash you're obviously borrowing more and more to keep going and the interest cost itself becomes a burden so even if you far uh, breaking even but uh, you know interest cost is doing you in so they are refinancing one way out that he has taken is getting etihad in selling 24% of the stake to etihad and rightly so he's brought in some amounts of cash retired some of the debt but is that enough and my uh, answer to that would probably be no because there are some structural problems with the jet structure itself as of now that has still not been sorted can you give a couple of examples there meaning yeah it is neither a full service carrier nor an lcc this is probably the biggest problem because 70% of the indian domestic market is now lcc they buy low fares and jet also has to obviously offer those low fares and it's offering those low fares in the market but its cost structure is the same structure that was built in in the early 90s it's got all the bells and whistles of a full service so it's it's unable to do deals and cut the cost to that extent the way an lcc can that is one part of the problem and the other bigger problem i see coming is the two new airlines that are going to launch later this year there is an airline at the low cost end uh, which is a joint venture between air asia and the tatas and telstra that is air asia india that is launching and that will further bring the downward pressure on fares that is one airline that's launching and on the business class side tatas have a joint venture with singapore airlines and they are planning to come in on a full service airline so that will add pressure on the top end of the market so jet is still caught with its legs in two boats really and goel has been unable to sort this structural issue and hence i don't know how he is going to come out of this situation talk us a little bit about mr naresh naresh goel and i was surprised to read that he for a long time ran his office uh, from london and not from india and he does sit out of dubai for a significant period of his time in his palatial home so could you just tell us a little bit about that arrangement of a ceo controlling his company remotely so yeah he's been an entrepreneur that is uh, very his story is almost a classic 
entrepreneurship story and yes he has done it out of london first and more recently out of dubai but he travels to india quite often and he is very hands on with his business so it's an amazing almost a romantic story of how he started from a small travel agency and moved on to build this huge airline but in a way there are also a lot of contradictions there narish goel has brought in the best foreign talent to run the airline he has brought in ceos from airlines such as you know twa and swissair and he has brought in professionals from all over but he has never given them the kind of freedom they need to run the airline so it's always been in a sense a lala run enterprise i mean an, uh, you know in a, in a traditional indian entrepreneurial sense so there are many amazing contradictions about how he struggles to make it work on one hand by ostensibly bringing in the best international experience and then by not allowing them to do what they want and he's also the pressure let's say has brought him to do a few cost cutting measures uh, you know some of the mistakes seemed rookie mistakes in the sense that a uh, flights getting delayed because of lack of cabin luggage space and when you add newer seats that means lesser leg space and uh, the food quality was being compromised on long haul flights and uh, in the draft that i read uh, one of the pilots that spoke to you said that he or she had been used to drinking a particular kind of tea and that just got cut off under the pretext of cost cutting measures now these are the kind of mistakes that you read as an mba student in case studies not to do can't understand what explains that bit so when you're uh, under so much stress abhishek and when you're losing so much money survival itself and running the airline is the critical part so uh, for a long time some of the aircraft were grounded because the more you run them the more money you lose so the larger long haul aircraft were simply on the ground in the past he was able to lease out some of these aircraft or some of them were sold so you know when you're in that situation where your interest costs are so high that even servicing those are is tough and in all these other things like passenger comfort and pilot comfort they are not top of your priority really it's survival that's the top priority right but that is ironic isn't it one feeds the other your employees and customers are the ones who are going to give you the next day's business and you mention about at least one frequent flyer who has switched allegiance to indigo because jet airways could not meet the basic checklist of a business traveler of being on time getting you food that a business traveler should be given for the premium that he pays and little things like those yeah it is the reality but then i mean as i said earlier that the, the fact that they are losing so much and one of the things mentioned in the story is also how they've increased the number of economy class seats on their 777s because they added rows behind and, and many passengers complain about that and that's a long haul flight so it's uncomfortable for people to sit in but uh, i mean it is something that they were forced to do to increase uh, their revenues right and last one is you write despite all of this uh, and i quote it isn't yet time to pen an epitaph why so etihad has bought 24% of jet airways it's a national carrier of abu dhabi and it has deep pockets and uh, one of the reasons that one sh- should not write off jet airways is because they simply wouldn't allow it to fail and the integration plan is being worked out so in terms of jet feeding in passengers into abu dhabi and uh, then sharing a lot of aircraft pilots are now moving on to etihad so the only reason i feel hopeful for jet is its new arrangement that it has with etihad on that hopeful note it's time to wrap up thanks a lot kuku for a wonderful cover story and your time for this one this podcast
Thank you, Abhishek. It's a pleasure as usual. Thank you very much. And for all your listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you from Forbes for a subscription, just message Forbes to five one eight one eight.